Empowered Health, a podcast shedding light on how healing is an inside job. Keys to your inner power and total transformation. Discussing wholeness, wellness, and the effects of the mind on the physical and energetic parts of our being. A podcast to support you, moving from fear and pain into wellness and purpose. Belief, hope, connection, energetic keystones for transformation and inner power. Sacred knowledge that inspires us to look within, to find our own unique path. Empowered health, release and rewire to become what you truly are, strong, whole, and empowered. Welcome to the Empowered Health, Empowered Mind podcast, the keys to empowered and heart-aligned living for the conscious game changers with Dr. Jane N.D. Today we have Franco De Nicola. For the past three decades, Franco has shared his unique insights on the complexities of the human experience to individuals and audiences around the world. Franco knew from a very young age that his sole purpose is to bring clarity and a deeper understanding of the soul operating system and our true purpose. Welcome, Franco. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. And and given me this opportunity to really spend some time and, and to play with you and share with others. So thank you. You're very welcome. Wonderful. Franco, your perception of humanity in the world greatly diverges from the conventional way of thinking, that there is more to us than what our current experiences led us to believe. You've known this from a really young age. Tell us your story and how it has led you to what you're doing today. Yeah, it's uh, quite an interesting little path um, that's uh, played out for me in the sense of um, even, you know, as weird as this may sound, um, I had a very powerful recollection and memory, even though it was not so much my mind's memory, but the soul's memory of the first part was uh, recognition that planet Earth and humanity uh, we're getting primed for a major change. So my soul decided at that point through some uh, intervention to take on a human body and to have uh, the human experience and to come and contribute and play a role in restoring the natural design. Now, the thing is, I found out some years later, because in my observation, I kept noticing, why is my soul actually know how all of this is wired, how everything works to the degree and how it all came about? In fact, even understanding how it was actually retooled and plugged, reseeded, and how the makeup of the human bodies are and what was involved and so forth. And then I came to the realization that the soul in, in different physical form with a team as a key engineer retooled planet earth 15,000 years ago and reseeded it with many, many, many different species of sentient beings from all over from the galaxy, from different planets and so forth. This is why we have such a variance and it's a huge variance. If you look at it in plant life, animal kingdom, insect world, birds, you, you oceanic, you, you look at all, the different levels there's many many different and they they come from all different planets and some of the animals have a very similar characteristics to the beings that they were used as the genetic encodements to to put all that together so um, i arrived of course and i was in my mother's womb and uh i had a twin brother that was in my mother's womb also which we Believe it or not, as we spent time in there, we were communicating, you know, uh, of course, telepathically in a very uh, sense, but we were very close proximity. And there was an energetic exchange uh, from that, which I understood later on was necessary because of the vibration that my physicality and my, uh, or actually the soul was coming in. 
that uh, my parents were very low vibration and what they were experiencing was very low vibration. So it offset, my brother uh, offset that frequency. So we had a really beautiful partnership at that point, except for two weeks before um, the birthing process, he said he had to go and that he was going to actually leave the body. And so anyways, uh, it turned out to be that he left and uh, which left a little bit of a scar, which I had to work through sometime later, meaning like you left me first of all, second of all. So that was the first level of semi-abandonment, but not only the abandonment part, but it came to report, why do I get to stay and you go, you know, type of thing, you know, that wasn't, you know, a fairness thing uh, played out. However, all that said and done, through the birthing process, I came out first, and my brother came out, he was still born. So, uh, you know, that he had left. So I ended up with both names. So I have two first names because of the fact that uh, my parents knew there was a twin coming in. So they had two sets of names. They decided, okay, well, we're going to give them both. So I ended up having Franco, Mark, Denicola. Um, anyways, so arriving here, when I took on the physicality, you know, the soul didn't sp spend too much time in it. It also, instead of using a human entity, it used a kind of what we can call uh, a foreign entity, a human, uh, what we call somewhat of an alien, but it was an alien in a sense uh, because it had some. And so in my being here, I was the observer. I noticed, wow, this world is backwards, like hugely. In fact, to me, to be honest with you, I was looking at people and I go, wow, they're acting like walking zombies and creating more walking zombies. Like I'm looking in their eyes, there's almost no consciousness in them. And the fact that they're just responding to patterns and whatever else was going on. So in that observation, I'm going to myself at that point, even as a young person, I go, wow, maybe I'm here way too early. And, you know, this, this is going to be a huge um, experience here uh, that is, you know, I don't see them being ready anytime soon, right, type of thing. So I, I kind of had to deal with the fact that maybe I'm here too soon. But I had a guide and my guide um, kept showing up every so often and said, hey, listen, you know, the timing is perfect because you have to integrate and understand the human experience. So you're going to be able to hold on to this consciousness, this awareness, this engineering background aspect of you from the soul and also the, the human entity, or in that point, it was an alien entity that could handle all of that and the modification that happened to the body, whatever. I'm not going to go into those details, but until age four. And then uh, as I was going into uh, age four, uh, my guide said, okay, you have to lose 80% of your access to your consciousness because it's going to be very difficult for you to have a human experience with it. So 80% was removed or put in a dormant state and that 20% remained. But that 20% was already pretty huge compared to what was going on in the, in the planet from whatever. So it was a very interesting. So I was always an observer. Of course, I can see things that other people wouldn't be able to see. I had really strong connections with different souls or bodies that left, you know, uh, you know, and all of that stuff. My family, uh, my mother was uh, a nun that wasn't allowed to be a nun because there was already two, uh, there was a nun and a priest in the family. And uh, so she came through an arranged marriage, but she was very religious, heavily, heavily religious. My father was what you would call a 2D, um, you know, caveman. I used to call him caveman at the time. Not to be disrespectful, but just the fact that he had basic. You eat, you work, you do this, and that's it. It was like nothing. And he would go to church, you know, do his thing once a week as insurance. You know, well, if I go there, maybe, you know, if I die, when I die, uh, that I'll go to someplace. So that's kind of the upbringing. The family dynamics was the same. And a lot of it stayed intact, even though they're not on the planet anymore. Um, but I always saw something different. And of course it was difficult to understand, but it gave me the opportunity to learn from humanity, what they were going through, how the programs work, because we are heavily, heavily programmed. And then I also understood that we had taken on this artificial intelligence called the ego, which is basically a software program that resides, that actually learns from the experience and then uses and creates story because that's what the ego is designed for. 
So to me, it was always this observing, okay, how can we tweak this and give people the, still the capacity to have their free will at the same time, how to, to shift all of that. So, um, so in, basically I took on a lot of normal work, whatever else, and, and I had very powerful engineering background. So I became a mechanical engineer for 23 years, you know, started a couple of companies to kind of, you know, look after the environment and to also look at free energy and so forth. But, um, and then around 2000, uh, my 80% started to trickle all back in and it started to shift. So by the time we got to 2004, uh, I had to, I had to make the decision. I had to abandon everything else and go 100% with this. Now in 85, uh, 1985 is when I started doing this work, but it was part-time type of thing where what I would do is do sessions on people, help them make shifts in their lives. Cause a lot of people can get caught up in emotions and programs and stories and beliefs and ideas that, you know, I'm not good enough, polarization stuff. And I also started to do some workshops, but really small stuff that I would have with people that were open to it, which again, what I share now compared then was minimal in compare, but then in 2004, I, I had I made the decision. I had to get rid of the companies and all of that stuff. It was only one company because one of them kind of didn't make it after a while because of a lot of things that played out. So in 2005, I started to go full time and I went full time and started doing much more workshops fairly regularly. I was actually doing many more sessions at that point in time because this is the only thing I was doing. And basically my focus has always been about understanding the human experience, who you are. There's much more to it, how we actually work, what really took place, how we can reverse all of this, how we can actually shift any part of ourselves from physical to emotional to our, uh, our way of seeing the world and so forth. And that's kind of been my focus. Of course, the content has continued to upgrade along the way because humanity has been more and more ready. I did get a really deep understanding of the human experience in a very powerful way, which is, you know, has been very powerful for me to be able to relate with what people are going through. So that has kind of staged me. So it's been an interesting ride. The ride's really gone to a point where it's actually more exciting because the one thing I wanted to mention to you along the way, there was no one besides this guy that would show up time to time in non-form, but I would see him in form. Uh, I really didn't have anybody to communicate with, you know, for a long time in my life, you know, 40 plus years. And, you know, even some of the so-called gurus and stuff, whenever I did connect with any of them, uh, I found that I was, teaching them or showing them or explaining to them, but they didn't understand where I was coming from. Now that started to change a little bit more later on. So, you know, it was kind of a lonely road, but at the same time, it was a very interesting road. And I did get, you know, I did have uh, go through the process of getting married, having two kids, and then that ended and the kids are still around, of course. Um, and then a, a second uh, relationship and now um, third relationship. But uh, each one was very catalytic to help uh, having a deeper understanding and so forth. And the interesting thing, and I'll just throw this in, both of my kids, uh, I had a second brother after that, besides my twin. I had a brother that was born 14 months after I was born, uh, but he only lived one week and then he died of pneumonia. And, uh, both of those souls, my twin brother and my uh, second brother, both reincarnated as my kids. So my daughter is actually my twin brother. And I never told them, they told me, even though I knew, uh, and, uh, and my uh, other brother, Joe, uh, that was, you know, passed away after a week, reincarnated as my son. So they, um, I, and they have a certain level of consciousness and awareness, the stuff I raised them very differently than what the main uh, way of other people did, which I had a lot of flack uh, with, but at the same time, they're much more open to that. They still play the, you know, the game of life uh, to a certain degree, but they have that understanding. They're open-minded and, you know, they do what they do. So anyways, that's kind of the stage and here we are.
Yeah. And so far we've had to play the game, haven't we? It's, you know, there's been very few that have understood or remembered these things. So. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is too, you know, when we come here, there's, there's quite a makeup for us, you know, and I'll share this because we have a body. The body is an extension of Gaia. It has its own level of consciousness. It actually streams through not only Gaia consciousness, but also uh, all the sentient being consciousness that kind of communicates with it. And it will re it keeps reincarnating if you want to call it that. So there's a body consciousness, which we call an innate consciousness that, you know, we take on, but then there's a human entity. A human entity is like a soul, but is a soul that is designed to reincarnate only on planet Earth. And that soul, uh, sort of soul, if you call it, I call it human entity because people understand that, um, just reincarnate. But again, it reincarnates always with the human part. So if you understand the, um, you know, the, a lot of the skill sets that we bring in, like, uh, being a great artist, being a great musician, being great, you know, composer, or the fact that you have, uh, you, you know, technical information, or you have certain characteristics that really nature to evolvement, that's usually your human entity carries that because it does not wipe out its memory, it doesn't wipe out the skills. And this is why uh, the so-called savants or people, you know, kids that come along all of a sudden have these amazing gifts, right? And so th those are, are really, part of it is from the body, which is a small percentage, but a, a big chunk of it is from the human entity part. And then we have the soul. The soul is multidimensional. The soul will incarnate in different physical forms, in different dimensions, on different planets, will take on different forms, you know, may come from, you know, our solar system, may come from the galaxy, may come from an, uh, the universe, may come from, you know, different parallel universes and so forth. So it brings a broader perspective and it actually has a, a, a closer access to its essence as source, right? So the souls choose not only the parents, so does the human entity and the physical form and the physical form does come through the uh, planet, but it creates a beautiful marriage. And that's the thing, even though we've experienced ourselves separate in a very powerful way and many times, but it creates a marriage. So he communicates and say, okay, great. I'm going to come in here. This is where I want to be. The human entity would say, okay, this is my offering. Can we work with this? Eh, not quite. Okay. Let's make another arrangement and so forth. Then it looks at the body and the body again is connected to not only the guy, but it's also connected to the parents. And it also see the lineage. It carries the whole lineage thing because the human entity in the soul does not carry a lineage, but the body does because it comes through those encodements, those uh, DNA programming and so forth. So it brings all of that in and makes an arrangement to see, okay, are we going to play together? Is this all going to work for the purpose? Now, the body wants to evolve and go to its natural blueprint. The human entity wants to evolve and access more of its capacity as the human. The soul wants to evolve too, to have that experience and also its offering and bringing higher dimensional consciousness into the dance of, of that coming into to play. And a lot of us are now start to awaken to that. Those connections are becoming more clear, you know, if you're talking about gut feel, that's from your human entity. Your heart feel is from your soul. And then your whole body innate consciousness comes from a whole aspect of it. We have one last facet to it. That is the mind. The mind is a powerful computer, but it's a powerful tool that builds its own consciousness within it and has a conscious subconscious part of it. So the, 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 the mind itself, and it has the two hemisphere of the brains, the right brain actually communicates very closely with the body, the human entity and the soul to take in all this input from the right brain. So that's where you're intuitive. That's what they call intuitive, but it also takes on um, from the third eye, which is now connected to other souls, other dimensional aspects of itself and so forth. And then from that, it, sh it transmits 
a consciousness of it into the left brain, which actually presents a reality for us because the left brain really creates reality. So, I mean, this is a field of energy. It's just pulsation of energy, vibrations, spectrums of light and so forth that the, 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 the right brain deciphers in that and actually shapes realities. And that kind of gives you the nitty gritty of how we are made up. And then, of course, we got all these amazing DNAs, which, you know, I can talk about going into how that even made up, but that might be for another conversation. Who knows? Wow, this is the best explanation I have ever heard. And no wonder it's so complex. But to align with your heart is to align to your, the soul, which is probably the most conscious of the purpose that we're here for. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, it's, a, it's a beautiful dance. And I mean, when you really look at how the design is and how it all came about, it is amazing. And the thing is, we have to understand our planet is positioned in such a way where we are kind of the hub of our quadrant of our galaxy. And planet Earth is like a major hard drive that hosts 400 streams of information from different planets. There's 400 active planets in our quadrant that communicate to the hub of where we're at. Now, of course, we haven't been utilizing it, but Guy has been storing it as the hard drive. But we're also designed to be able to do this. This is the reason we have 12 DNA strands. Each DNA is a, an extension to a being a, a different physical form within our galaxy that was a contributor to that, but it has telomeres, so it maintained communication. So the advancement of back and forth exists. So we're made out of 12 different species. The reason it went through all of this process is because when it got retooled 15,000 years ago, they really wanted to use this planet and our physicality to something that has never been experienced before. It was like a marvel of design using the highest technology and capability and even programmability. Our bodies at that point in time did not need to eat, even though it had a digestive system, but it had a very different way it actually operated. It basically utilized fruit, that's what it was designed for, only to actually have an intimate connection with certain sentient beings like the planet, like a, an orange. If you ate an orange, that actually uh, became a very powerful stimuli connection that would happen. Uh, all of this consumption of other things that we've gotten to was later on after the fi first 5,000 years. The body would take energy just directly from the sun, same way a plant does. We also took energy from the air, like everything else that's there, from the oxygen and the codes within that. It also took it in from the water that would it would consume, and not that it needed to consume it in the way we do, but it did consume it to the degree, and also the fact that we would walk and be connected to Gaia. So we had multiple sources, and we're aware of sun gazers, we're aware of breatharians and so forth. They don't need any of that because they're restoring some of those capacities that went dormant for a period of time. So all of that, you know, is what we are reactivating within ourselves. And this is why we feel a difference within what we would consume, our, where we put our attention, where our energy is, and we're purging all of this stuff. Because if we really understand, we've had an organic natural matrix. Every planet has a matrix. The matrix is necessary. It cannot be done without it because it's the main software that allows us to have an experience as a, a human on a planet, right? Um, however, you know, with that, we had a natural blueprint. All our DNAs were active. You know, we had a beautiful intimate connection with our body um, and how we experienced it. So, uh, then there was a modification that happened 10,000 years ago. Of course, um, the, an inverted matrix was put in. So our planet, was a, where the other thing is unique, is that it was designed to go from third, organic third-dimensional consciousness to ninth-dimensional consciousness, self-evolving. 
So as the humans evolve, the planet will upgrade its frequency and will upgrade the support mechanism, activating more of its capacities to allow us to have um, different degrees of experiences without changing planets. Because most planets are designed for third dimension, fourth dimension, fifth dimension, sixth, twelve, all the way up, right? And that usually doesn't vary. So you would have to incarnate on that planet to have that experience. Well, they decided with the engineering team to say, okay, we're going to have a self-evolving planet. And our physicalities was designed for that too. So, and the matrix was designed for that. The matrixes were online. The organic matrix was online because every planet has it. Everyone is communicating. It's like our internet. We're updating each other and, and doing whatever. And that's what they designed. So 10,000 years ago, we were offered from a particular hybrid species that are part of the makeup of our, uh, of our genetics and DNA um, came along. And even though they did that in many, many areas in, the, in different planets, came here and altered our operating system. So they introduced and brought in this inverted matrix where everything works backwards. So if you look at our world, everything's been working backwards because of it the inverted matrix, then we were designed to evolve from organic 3D, which we started off with, but the inverted matrix, what it did is actually brought us into inverted 3D, which was everything backward. And then the next step was 2D. So you were devolving instead of evolving. The other thing is uh, they needed a satellite, so they brought in the moon. And the moon was used as a satellite to support the inverted matrix it wouldn't be able to function without it the inverted matrix is a closed loop so it's not connected to other planets so it would not evolve so they would have to come in and modify it every so often then because humanity was so conscious or had the capacity for that they decided to design this beautiful software we call the ego which is artificial intelligence. It's self-learning and it uses your experiences, labels them, defines them based on inverted 3D and 2D. Okay, backwards, of course. Mm -hmm. So this is what we've taken on as part of our experience. Now, when it was offered to us, the other part, our body changed. All of a sudden, we didn't have direct input from the sun, so now we had to consume food which now we had to rely on fruits and vegetables, mainly fruits at first, and then vegetables were introduced and all. Then each time they put a new version and upgrade it, you know, we kept getting further away from the chain. So if you look at plants and, and so forth, they take exactly what we were designed to. And then the, the, the animal kingdom got, you know, you need to eat, uh, uh, you know, flesh foods and all that stuff. That was several generations later. Uh, so you see each time it was more disconnect. Yeah. So from pure source of what we were designed for to a mediator, which was the plant life. The second mediator was the animal kingdom, which the animal kingdom got modified too. So did the plants, but mainly the animal kingdom, because there was no eating of each other or anything like that. There was no food chain. That did not exist even in the animal kingdom, the oceanic kingdom, birds and so forth. No, it was very... Um, uh, they received basic energies and so forth. But, you know, the ones that actually ate meat now today uh, were just basically twigs, branches and stuff like that, just to have that connection and so forth. But it wasn't necessary for sustainability because it did be able to that. So that kind of got changed also. Now, we are in a complete reversal process. The inverted matrix was removed uh, just, you know, only a few months ago. Oh, really? The, uh, the transmission got turned off too, and but we still have the artificial intelligence and we're still projecting this inverted matrix. Right. So I was, I was thinking as you're telling me this, whose idea was it to go to the inverted matrix and head backwards? So, and we're now on the road toward the, the opposite direction. We're huh. out of this inversion, which is the... Well, really there was a... There was a hybrid uh, reptilian race, mm -hmm. and uh, 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 an archonic, uh, what do they call it, Archon, archons? 
Mm -hmm. Anunnaki's basically. Okay. So those two species uh, were original and they were evolving. However, uh, they had decided that they wanted to play with polarity and there was a software that was introduced, which they call a Lucifer software. And this is how all of this is filtered down. So the Luciferian software was a, a software that actually created so much disconnect. And in fact, not only everything backwards, because that's what it was, but where you're so disconnected that you don't trust anyone or anything at this point in time, and that you actually lose your connection to what source. But it's all illusionary because it's all part of the software. You never do, but you respond to that. So they created these hybrids because the reptilians created two different hybrids, and there were draconians and so forth, um, that went around the planets offering these things. So when they came to planet Earth 10,000 years ago, they offered it to humanity at that point in time saying, hey, you know, it's like this. Let me give you an analogy or an example. It's like you having a, uh, what do you call it, a video game at home, which you like playing. And you know, you're moving along and learning from the video game and your skill sets increasing and so forth. So somebody, a friend of yours comes over maybe not a friend, but somebody comes over and says to you, hey, listen, I can tweak the software to make it super challenging for you. And it will be super exciting because when you do get through this, you will be even more advanced because you went against all odds. And this is what it does for you. You're going to totally forget who you are to the degree where you're not going to even trust yourself. You're going to judge yourself. You're going to compare yourself, making this game really powerful. So it was introduced a little bit, you know, dishonestly in a way, because it was, you know, painted out that it, you can move through this and you can get, they didn't say that the more you play with it, the stronger it would get, you know, they didn't present all of that. But the souls that were on the planet, the human entities that were on the planet at the time and sentient beings kind of agreed to take on the challenge. Okay. So that's when it was all, uh, modified and then because before you know your body would adjust to the climate we didn't have the same level of extremes of hot and cold the fact is that you could go naked in the forest lie there and you would have nothing interfering with you in a sense because everything recognized there were extension of itself so there was no issues to where you had to protect yourself not, not, not with clothing, but not also with the fact that you had to be afraid of, say, snakes or uh, bugs or anything of that nature. A lot of these bugs were actually introduced uh, later on uh, that would become pests, true pests to humanity and so forth. So those were plugins and so forth. So that, that's how it was before. So we felt really supernatural to be ourselves and to explain and so forth. So when this was introduced, all of that changed. All of a sudden now we're afraid of the environment of Gaia. We're afraid of each other. We're afraid of the animal kingdom, birds and insects and reptiles and oceanics and so forth, because now all of a sudden they can be a risk to us. So, because they were all modified to experience that. And we've gone through 10,000 years of that. There was a modification upgrade 5,000 years ago. There was another upgrade 3,500 years ago, another upgrade 1,500 years ago, and the last one was about 300 years ago. And now we are in the reversal process because we've decided we're done with this. So, this is why some of this stuff got turned off. And now we're going through our process of purging. Because you have to look at it. You're aware of this. We have programs. We have ideas, belief systems, adopted concepts, perceptions, and whatever else that we determine and labeled ourselves as, okay? Like something traumatic happened in our, in our lives and whatever else, or we can say it's good, it's bad, it's this, it's that, I failed, I did this, I made a mistake, and all of that stuff. Those are just concepts and belief systems. That's never the, really the case. However, you know, we've been playing with that, but that was only capable to be designed while we were in the inverted matrix, inverted 3D, 2D, and also with the artificial intelligence we call the ego. So now the purging is, this is why we're purging our past, we're purging our stories, we're purging all of this stuff. And when I'm talking about purging, it's really the labels and definitions we've applied. Like you could have had an experience in your life 
that now, you know, at one point may have been dramatic or traumatic, if you want to call it that. Why? An experience is an experience. And all experiences are perfect. Well, do we have to have the same extreme? Yeah, maybe we chose to have that extreme. However, we labeled it that way because of the programming. Now, what we're doing is we are unlabeling it and see the perfection of what that experience meant. But now you have to understand those experiences, those ideas, those perceptions were labeled and defined when we were in the midst of this inverted matrix. We are not there anymore. Of course, our ego artificial intelligence is still presenting that and it's exchanging with one another because we're still purging that because we didn't want to have the shock and we wanted to have the opportunity. So the stuff that we're letting go is old aspects of ourselves, old ideas of ourselves. Because when we really understand it, there's nothing to judge about ourselves or anybody else or to see there's right and wrong, good and bad. Because there isn't. That's a concept. It's a polarity program that got plugged in. An experience is an experience. Everything is perfect. Everything provides us the opportunity to learn. Everything provides us the opportunity to advance in one way or another. Yeah, okay, maybe it was super polarized. Yes, the dark light stuff. What is dark light? It's still source. It's still aspects of self. But you're not better off being dark or light. Yeah, one's going to be one experience. But it's really about merging the two, becoming holistic, zero point, neutrality and all of that stuff, and then create from that, because that you're bringing more of your essence. So what's coming out? Source is full spectrum. What we're experiencing has been uh, divided in spectrums, and that's why we've had the light, dark, and all that stuff. And now people are realizing that it's not about judging or, or fighting the dark it's about bringing it in and illuminating it and merging with what you call light and bringing to the holistic uh, experience of all of that and that's the, the the part that's happening right now with that realization we can let go of experiences and even what somebody has done to you or not done to you because again when we see our empowered state and i know you realize this you see the beauty of the dance that you orchestrate with other people. We always have free will. We agree to play together. We uh, give people indications. Can you play this role for me or that role or whatever it may be in such a beautiful dance and perfection of it. So when you see that, so if you had a parent that was negative or played a very dark role for you, or may have been abusive, you can look at it now and say, hey, I gave them the instructions. Yeah, of course, the ego is going to say, are you insane? What do, what do you mean? You gave them the instructions. Yeah, no, I chose, I knew in advance because there's a whole process with a soul coming in and a human entity and the choices it makes. But I, we won't have time for that. But at the same time, when we really look at it all, uh, we see that we've made agreements. And then it's really about looking at, oh, I felt very disempowered there. Oh, yes, I felt like a victim there. Oh, yeah, I felt this way. And then you create opportunities to shift those things as we come along. So uh, it allows us to let go of these older versions of ourselves and what we've adopted and what we're still projecting as a way of life because this is what's changing with us. Our body's changing. The energies that are coming through are changing. The codes are coming in. Even the stuff that, you know, the, these viruses or whatever is going on, there's like a huge dance of how that actually works and how we use it. But I'm not going to carry on there. I'll let you um, dictate whatever direction you want to go because I can talk for 10 hours here and we're still scratching yeah, the surface. Right? It's so good. But it feels like there's, I don't know if you'd call it an agenda, but... Um, an attempt to slow down or cover up or you know like because we're being censored and we're being locked up and we can't communicate the way that we'd like to it so just just tell us how you see this yes and absolutely you're 100 percent. there is that type of agenda going on uh, you can see it in the political side of things, you know, uh, and the, the media and so forth. You have to understand that all of this stuff has all been designed when things were to devolve us, right? So what's happening now? 
the reason that there's so much censorship, blocking of uh, things, um, skewed information, um, the, the bashing and blaming of each other, uh, projecting fear, fear of this mysterious virus, fear of each other, fear of potential war, fear that we're going to die, all of this stuff, okay? The reason that it's there, yes, there's an agenda behind it, but really the big picture is it's allowing us to push us to the max where we actually now step into our sovereignty. We've always had it, never it's gone, but to the point of, I have the freedom to decide if I support this, if I agree with this, if I consent with this, and what my focus is going to be. Because if you're focusing on the agenda part, our vibration lowers. You could see it, you could feel it, and you can get lost in the game so deeply that you can't see how powerful you are and you don't get to use that capacity. So now, the reason that it's intense as it is now and the polarization is accentuated tremendously specifically this year and right now october november december is going to be super colorful um already 2020 has been like mind-blowing in a very powerful way which has been really instrumental i was shown a lot of this stuff because i have connections with other beings and so forth. all of this stuff back in october of last year to me i was like really it's going to roll out like that and it's going to look like this and it's going to play out that way i go ah, i don't know humanity are going to go that far yes and it was all to do with the lockdown with this introduction to this um they call so-called virus but the introduction was to create tremendous harm, if you want to call it that, just as a label, or to take a lot of people off the planet, in a sense, you know, shut down their bodies. But we, as a collective, have agreed with others to say, no, we're going to change those codes, and we're going to download these other codes in the physical form so that it can't take that and create it. Now, there are people have left the planet, but that was only because they had agreed to do so and they would have done so with any flu or anything else that would have came about. Now, the lockdown was not necessary or anything of this nature and even the panic wasn't, but it was on a big picture too because it, first of all, it gave people the, you know, Ex activates extreme not only fear isolation and to give themselves the opportunity to connect with themselves to get pushed to the max where they say hey wait a minute here am i going to continue to support this do i want to be participating with this or not and that was the reason even the second one that's been trying to be low uh, uh rolled out and the third one that they're trying to roll out really will not have the same effect because of what's going on. Even the choices of, say, call it, if you're in America, you know, the election part, because, you know, if you see the dance, I mean, this is the beauty. I mean, if you look at it, the level of insanity, of non-rationality, the roles that these individuals are playing at this point in time, especially one side more than the other, uh, but both are messy. And the ones that are potential to take on the roles. If you really look at it with any level of eye-opening and say, are you kidding me? I mean, are these people even capable of aligning with a world that we are choosing to roll out at this point in time? And that is purposeful. It's purposeful for us to come to our, real, our realization and really to open our, heart, our eyes up and say, wait a minute here. How much are we going to give this to it? And so there is a, a, yes, there is an agenda. It will never roll out the way it's intended uh, because it's, we have already agreed upon and many, many, many modifications have occurred that we won't go through that degree, but certain levels of it we will experience because if it was, if it was not done in check, it would have had a different outcome. Now, outcomes are monitored. And what do I say? What do I mean? You've heard of words called simulations. Mm -hmm. A simulation is you take 
a projected rollout of something or a trial of encoding or activating something, and then you monitor as a simulation, if this rolled out, how is the collective going to respond? And to make it roll out even more intense, would have responded in a, a less favorable way because people would have got even you know, deeper. So you want to push them to the max, but you don't want to go too far where they actually lose themselves even more. So these simulations were done last year and in different stages this year. So things are rolling out. So it was always only let this amount go off. Now, of course, our souls are involved, our other beings that are working with us, and we have a lot of that going on right now. So uh, all of this that's, that's playing out right now is really for us to look at and say, okay, how do I actually see my reality in my world for myself rather than what's being projected out there? Because this is the thing. It's the empowered state. We are empowered, but we've played the role of disempowered. We are powerful, we've played the role of victim. We've played the role of all of this stuff here at this point in time where we see, hey, you know, we have to rely on who we vote in, who's in power, and so forth. Now, that is an illusion. First of all, when you understand it, no one has power over you because every single individual is a sovereign being. Everyone is a powerful being. You cannot change that, never will, will happen. All of us have free will. You cannot change that. You can manipulate the free will. And what does that mean? You can convince somebody to use their free will a certain way. That allowance was there, which is reversing, but that, that was only it. You can never take the free will out. You can convince someone how to use it. And that's kind of what's going on or has been going on for the longest time. So right now we're empowering ourselves. So there's powerful changes happening the next few months into the new year because uh, going into 2021, we're looking at the main focus is disclosure. What's disclosure? Really looking at what's been, and um, even though it's happened already or it's happening, but it's going to affect more of the masses where more people will go on board and they will less doubt it. Now, of course, there's going to still be physicality, so leave, there's going to be soul swapping, there's going to be a bunch of little adjustments that will go on for the next little while. And I know we may not have the time to cover the next few stages that we have, because we've made agreements to um, support two platforms, because we have two platforms. Besides the polarity, we have organic 3D and organic 5D that are online, and we are either uh, using home frequency of 5D or 3D, but when I'm talking about organic 3D, we're talking about the original design advanced 3D. We're not talking about the inverted 3D or 2D. And we, of course, have the connection now that we have with the organic um, uh, matrix at this point. So we have given ourselves the opportunity for three years, which started at the beginning of 2020, uh, to purge all of the 3D, inverted 3D, and uh, sorry, the inverted 3D, 2D, and inverted matrix operating system with ourselves and then be either an organic 3D and 5D, and then eventually the organic 3D, you have the opportunity to uh, migrate into the 5D, but you have until 2030 to uh, wrap up, you know, your, your, um, your completion of uh, doing the organic, I think it's 20, uh, 30 or 35, uh, they're still adjusting it. They give me two different dates at this time, depending on where it is. So there's a cutoff. So all of the organic 3D will have to merge with organic 5D by then. And then I think it's 30. And then into 35, we have to be fully integrated into 5D. And 5D is really what it is. There's two things that's happening. There's fifth dimension. Go ahead, go ahead. Wait, wait. Just explain what organic 3D is. Okay. What organic, go ahead. Yeah, and then let's move into five. That's great. Okay, so organic 3D is basically, it's an original design, third dimensional consciousness. Now, what there's a difference between the third dimensional con, organic 3D and organic 5D, because the inverted 3D is not organic. It was a superimposed where everything worked backward and it was designed to devolve. And 2D was devolved in a sense and not really accessing any part. So organic 3D is where you are realizing that you are an aspect of source 
ready to have a human experience. So you are more connected to your body, to Gaia, to your human entity, and experiencing yourself in your natural design and blueprint, your human experience. Okay, so it's basically, I'm a human, this is kind of just to make it simple as possible. I'm a human having a spiritual experience or what you call a sourceness experience. So I'm human. So the focus is more being physical and human with higher consciousness or a level, a higher level of consciousness. Organic 5D is basically I'm a spiritual being having a human experience. So you use more of your resources as the being, as sourceness, to navigate your human experience, even though you still use the human experience, but you are expanding that human experience. And the focal point is not the human experience as much as it would be in the organic 3D. The organic 4D really doesn't really exist because we chose not to plug that in anyways. So it's kind of a bridging. So you will walk through it through consciousness and energy, but not really, there's no platform to support it. So we're going from one to the other. So that's really how the construct is made for those two platforms. Those two platforms got introduced last year in July. Um, and then for us the, uh, to be able to choose which one we want to start off with because eventually all of it will go into organic 5D. The reason the two were done, let me explain this for you. Uh, the reason the two platforms were done because there was a lot of different souls and human entities that say, hey, we never really got to experience the organic 3D. We never really got to experience how it feels to be fully embodied in the human experience. So can we get the opportunity to do so? Now, some of these changes we went through now, we're supposed to roll out in 2017, it got postponed to 2020, but then because there was still a strong calling for people to do this, uh, these embodiments, so they said, okay, we're gonna provide it for you, but only for a 15 year, a 15 year maximum period. Okay, but you also have to, you only get a three year window to purge all of your 2D inverted 3D uh, organic inverted uh, matrix part and really to embody. And then eventually that will also eliminate the software, we, which we call the ego. Uh, and there's a whole uh, thing we can talk about the ego and how it actually works and what it does, but we'll do that another time. But uh, hopefully that clarifies that organic part. Yeah, and it seems like it's really important to purge right now and be aware. Yes. Is, that, is there a choice, like, to move into the 3D organic? Or, like, does a soul have a choice? Or is that the way the planet's moving? Well, the thing is, the, uh, the soul does have a choice, but the soul also knows that what, what the planet is doing. So it, it says, okay, I'm going to stick around. For example, I'm going to stick around while the inverted 3D and 2D is still active. And then maybe they're not concerned about going into uh, organic 3D or 5D and say, okay, at this point, either I surrender the body for another drop-in, for another soul that wants to go into organic 3D or organic 5D, or we unplug the physicality completely, meaning that you know, the human entity goes off, the, the body goes back into uh, Gaia's consciousness and so forth. Because everything is a holographic expression, but you know they all merge into whatever it is. Now we have to understand too, with all of this, 63% approximately uh, are drop uh, are what we call extras. So not every human has an embodied soul or an embodied specific signature human entity. They're still an expression of of a thing, but they're run by a cluster soul and a cluster human entity. So they're just playing roles, but they're not specific. They don't have a specific signature because we all have specific signatures as a soul, but we also have a twin soul, which has a duplicate signature. Of course, then we have soulmates or what we call soul families and soulmates. You know, there are different levels of souls involved. The same thing with the human entity. It would carry a signature or non-signatured. So we have that. The rest of them are what we call, uh, what do they call it? They call it active role players. So they are actually the ones that are doing. So a lot of the um, uh, extras at one point may just leave, uh, be uh, 
going into the Gaia uh, aspect and it gets unplugged, or some of them will actually embody a human entity or and a, and a soul at that point in time. So this this uh, usage of that will be again also the three years. So we've almost used the one year already. We still have two years and uh, about three months or something like that to to go. So. I know it's my, you know, it can get mind boggling because, you know, I, this is the thing is sometimes you, you, you look at it and say, well, there's a lot of content there, but you know, the, the beauty of this, people can hear it. They may not, you know, acknowledge it, but there's a certain level of resonance, but it does plant the seed. And then later on, it starts to open up. Ah, that makes sense. Oh yeah. I can see the pieces coming together in all of this. Yeah. But anyways, so I know I throw out a lot oh, and I give a lot of mind-bending uh, uh, information, but it's really, you know, whoever's going to listen to this is going to use it to the degree that it serves them. Right. And so I'm thinking if you could just simplify how to help yourself if it resonates to go into 3D organic, it must involve the connection to Mother Earth and connection to your heart. Just, you know, maybe a few tips of what to do. Well, absolutely. Okay. So the thing is, uh, aspects of us, have been, uh, you know, if you're listening to this and you feel uh, resonant to this, then you have made a choice already to uh, use your home residence space, either organic 3D platform or organic 5D platform. Now, just because we're there, we can visit organic 5D because what, if we access a certain consciousness, then we'll have an experience that is more organic 5D. And, but your, your default resonance will be organic 3D. And the same thing with the 5D, you can visit 3D. However, because we still have active inverted 3D and 2D as our operating system, so if you go into fear, you're basically stepping into uh, inverted 3D and 2D. If you are emotionally charged by something that may have happened to you or somebody says something, this is why, you know, when people get triggered, they're, they eliminate, they reduce not only their vibration, but consciousness access, because now they go into default response and patterns. And a lot of times they can get into entanglements where they're clashing and whatever else. Because egos love to play with other egos, okay? So you can get into that. And that will lower your vibration. You will step out of your organic 3D. You can't leave it, but you'll step out of it and you'll go into the inverted 3D and 2D state. All of media is pushing us into that inverted stuff all the time. So this is why it's so key for us to have anything that alters our frequency, like a, a story coming up or an emotion gets triggered or... Um, uh, you know, so our focus into something that's going on and all of a sudden we react. We want to acknowledge that. We want to be the observer and we're going to look at those things and say, oh, okay, I am being triggered by this. Now, what's the story behind it? So you're going to look at the story, the belief or whatever it is in there and visit it. Ex give yourself the opportunity to experience the emotion. There's nothing wrong with emotions. Now, the emotions got so-called hijacked. Yes, that's true. Because emotions is something very profound and very beautiful for us to have. It got polarized, of course, and it got separated because the emotion of happiness and fear or, ha or anger and happiness, they're, they're, they're not true. They're not natural. Our true emotions is joy, uh, self-realization and so forth. And that really uh, powerful because what's an emotion? Emotion is a body involvement of a, of an experience that you're having through consciousness. So all of a sudden you're, you're seeing something blossoming and you feel this powerful joy. Your, your vibration changes not only in your body, but also how the body communicates with each other. You can go from feeling ill to feeling well. You know, it changes everything within yourself. So the emotions was used that. But then when this inverted stuff came in, the emotions got kind of hijacked to, the, to create polarization extremes. So you're... And this is why chasing happiness is not completing. It's not because happiness is a polarity. You know, it, it actually comes with sadness, you know, um, of uh, feeling righteous and feeling, you know, whatever, you know, so you have all these polarities. So this is the thing. So if you see yourself swinging from one polarity or righteousness or anything about nature, you know, you have active programs. So the more you purge with that, the more you disconnect from that old world and that older version of yourself, which played in the inverted 3D, 2D, so you become more 
um, focused in organic 3D. Now the organic 3D uh, really supports us with both really, supports us to connect with Gaia, okay? Connect with Gaia, but it's really about connecting with our heart. Our heart is our soul. Our soul will stream the highest, purest uh, form of energy, but also to connect with our gut because we do use our gut feeling of how we feel and so forth. Now, if you're gonna have a polarized gut feeling, that's usually an emotion, okay? But when it's natural, when you're feeling that natural, you're gonna have a gut feeling, okay, you know, this feels right for me. This feels more in alignment with me. This feels, um, you know, in, in a sense where this is the direction I need to go, whatever that may be. And by also connecting with your body. So you really want to connect your mind, your, your soul, your, your human entity and your body. And nature supports us to do so. Meditation supports us to do so by connecting with ourselves, just going quiet. What you're quieting is the ego mind. The ego mind with its chatter, and but you probably understand that the ego mind is this artificial intelligence that has become bipolar and schizophrenic because it will create polarity. It'll say one story, then another story, and then it'll tell you to do this, and then it'll bash you while you're doing it. And then when you finally did it, it it's going to do everything possible to make you feel like shit. You know, it's kind of what's designed for it to do. It was programmed to do that. So this is the the way the game works with that. So we have to recognize that, oh, I'm feeling pulled one way or another. That's my ego. Okay, great. I acknowledge you. I thank you for the experience. I love you, but I also free you. I release you. I let you free, you know? And you're gonna do the same thing with emotions and so forth. It's a very powerful way. The other thing is, you know, if something is playing out with you, you wanna go in there as the observer to kind of look back at something that may have happened to you and apply yourself to it. So one of the powerful tools you can do is um, before you do or engage in, a, in that, you can close your eyes, you can put your attention on the breath, and you can now call in your soul. You say, soul fully in body. I choose to call you in fully in body. Activate your home frequency. What does that mean? Home frequency is the frequency that the soul resonates at based on all of its experiences and so forth that it's learned on other dimensions and so forth. Now it's going to be to the maximum of what your body can contain and what the, your, the platform can contain. So activate the home frequency, the highest version that my body can contain. Then you can now tune into yourself and say, okay, I now activate my highest as a, uh, aspect of source essence. Okay. Uh, that my body can contain. So now you're now accessing the innate consciousness of your makeup or sourceness, because we're all in that field of sourceness. And you can do the same thing with the body. Say, okay, body, bring in your innate consciousness. Now I marriage, I, I blend my mind, my soul, my human entity and body to align, harmonize. And so, and then when you've done that, if you're going to look at some emotional charge, or you're going to look at something that may have happened to you as a child that seems abusive or seems traumatic, you're now bringing a higher perspective and you can see it differently. And you're able to see it as a dance, as a role you played, as a game. And say, oh, beautiful. I love you. I, I appreciate you, whatever it is. But I now I'm done with you. So now that helps with the purging the letting go of those older versions of ourselves. Very good. And it just returns you to the state of now, where you are now, that's so much more empowered. Yeah, and the, the now is so important because there is no future, there is no past. We have memories of the past that we can access and reconstruct, but we can never reconstruct it the same. The future, we don't have timelines anymore. We merged them all. And what's happening now, we have a fluid timeline. We can plug in and unplug anything in, at any point in time. We can bring in other playmates. We can do all types of things. This was all orchestrated, agreed upon for us to do so that we can move through it a lot quicker. So it's not about moving different timelines anymore. It's like we're one, but each moment we create the next moment. But that's why it's important to be in the moment each moment. Right. Perfect. Thank you so much, Franco. How do people get in touch with you and learn more from more about what you're teaching? 
Okay, well, I do have um, a series that I, I run and um, which will elevate. So basically it's called Advancing Consciousness Series. Uh, I think we're just doing episode 46. Um, and now there's more episodes than 46 because some of the episodes have up to six different parts to it and they're all broken down. But um, so that's available on YouTube under Advancing Consciousness Series. There's a, a similar channel on Vimeo also called the same name, but I also have a Facebook group and the Facebook group is also called Advancing Consciousness Series. So it's all the same. I also have two other websites, uh, sorry, uh, Facebook pages. One is uh, my profile, um, public page, and then I have a personal page, which I also post the same or similar to it. But it's easier to go to the actual group or to the channels because that's what I usually put there only. I'm also letting uh, release, uh, just putting out a podcast, which is going to be called Advancing Consciousness Podcast. That will be available on many platforms, but I'm also creating a video version of it that will be available on YouTube. The channel is up, but it's not uh, public yet, uh, which will be also called Advancing Consciousness Podcast. I'm keeping it as simple as possible. As for the website, there's a, I have a website called Franco, at, uh, sorry, sorry, Franco Denicola, no spaces or anything, dot com. I do recommend to people to register the, with the newsletter. We do not bombard you with emails. However, because of all this censorship, I know I've had my stuff blocked at different times uh, on different platforms. Um, so, with the emails, you will get notified where you can access it because we're still constantly posting. So the series is going out weekly now. It's going to go twice a week again. We used to be three times a week. And then the podcasts will be going out five times a week. Uh, they're going to be shorter because most of the other ones are quite long. Uh, they can go up to two hours in a bit. Some are just slightly under that. But the the consciousness series, um, uh, sorry, episode uh, Ah, conscious advancing consciousness series is very uh, interactive. There's a lot of teachings involved in that. It actually gives you the understanding of what's really happening, how things work, how we work, how a lot of the stuff that we got skewed uh, information on is advancing. I go into an altered state like I did today. My soul is the one that's speaking through me. Uh, it's a combination soul that comes from a, another universe. It's a, a parallel universe that has 84 combined souls to it and so forth. So it brings you the state of the art information. Franco knows quite a bit, but it doesn't know anywhere near what the soul provides. And uh, so the, a lot of these episodes are um, based on, on, on that learning. I, I will notify as we do workshops, because we tend to do a workshop every month or second month. Those are workshops are all online. They're available for you to go live and, and you can go also um, uh, get the recordings in video and audio versions of it. That's all available. We have a platform uh, called Teachable that we have quite a few of the workshops that we've done through the year uh, so far and a couple of them from the end of last year, including retreats that are you know seven days and stuff like that. So once we get back onto that, so there's a lot out there available for people that are open-minded, that are ready to really explore and so forth. I really dissect every single part of it. I know there's a lot of confusion out there. I try to bring as much clarity as possible with a bigger picture. I'm not polarized in any way, shape or form. I, you know, I, I don't see dark light. I see the perfection of all of it and how we can navigate through it and uh, you know, bring ourselves to a holistic state. Yes. And, you know, I think this is wonderful. Thank you so much. And it really needs to be where our focus is right now, what you're doing. So I really want to acknowledge you and thank you for being on my podcast, Empowered Health. <laughs> I appreciate, thank you for uh, hosting me and having me on your podcast and look forward to sharing it with many people. Oh, we will. Thank you so much. And for everyone out there, don't forget, don't give away your power to anyone else. Just go be you and be the wave.